comes from Matthew's Gospel, the 28th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Hear the word of the Lord. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said he would. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus told us that it was going to be this way. He said it would be this way. He told us that he was going to go into Jerusalem and that he was going to be put to death by the Pharisees and the other religious leaders. Jesus told us that he would be beaten and spat upon. He told us that he would be mocked. And he even told us that some of us would deny him. Like we wouldn't even have known him. Jesus told us that all of these things were going to happen. Somehow in the back of our minds, though, we just didn't think that this was how it was going to be. You see, three days ago, we all watched as Jesus was brought in front of Pontius Pilate. We all watched as Pilate tried to release him because he couldn't find anything wrong that Jesus had done. And we watched as the crowd shouted to Pilate, Crucify him! Crucify him! We all saw that. We watched as Jesus was taken by the guards to be beaten and tortured. We all walked alongside of him as he carried that cross to the top of the hill to be nailed to it. Tears streamed down our cheeks. Looked like rivers going through a canyon. We watched as Jesus took step after step with this heavy cross that bore the weight of our sins as he was going to be crucified. There was absolutely nothing we could do to help. We felt helpless. We felt hopeless. Well, three days ago, we found ourselves standing at the foot of that cross as our Savior was being affixed to it. It was a bloody, horrible sight to see. But in the midst of all of that, we were able to see just how much Jesus loves each and every one of us. As Jesus was dying on that cross, the realization hit us that Jesus was not going to be the Messiah that we had imagined. It wasn't going to look the way that we wanted it to look. We weren't going to be that nation that would rise up and crush Rome. We weren't going to be that political reality that we all wish that we would be, that would rule that entire part of the world. Jesus was not going to rule with a golden crown and scepter. See, Jesus Jesus was given a, a, a crown of thorns. And He was going to reign from a, a, a throne of a torturous, shameful wooden cross. This Messiah was different. Just before Jesus breathed His last and gave up His Spirit, He looked at each one of us that were standing around Him at the foot of the cross as if to say, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. Well, three days have passed since the sight of our Messiah dying on the cross. 
There have been days of countless tears. There have been nights of restless, not sleeping. Our hearts have been broken. They've been broken because we've lost our friend. Jesus was so close to us, and the realization was setting in that we were no longer going to see Jesus the way that we had always seen Him. We've all lost friends before. We know that there's a moment of shock when it happens that makes everything just not seem real. It felt like that person would just walk through the door at any moment. At that moment, it hits you like a great brick wall when you realize that things aren't going to be the way they were before. When that person's just not going to run back into the, into the room again like they always had. And that shock, that disbelief, turns into grieving acceptance. Well, that's where we were when we got up this morning. We weren't getting any sleep anyway, so we went ahead and got up before the sun did. We gathered all of the spices that we were going to use to prepare Jesus for His permanent burial. We were going to prepare Jesus so that He might be able to rest in all of the glory that we knew that He deserved. We had the finest of spices. We had the most expensive ointments that we possibly could afford. And oh, they were expensive. Some of our friends thought that maybe we shouldn't buy things so expensive to bury a man who wasn't who we thought he should have been. But this was Jesus. This was Jesus. We knew that he had given his best for each one of us, so we thought this is the least that we can do for him. One final act that we can do for our friend. And as we moved into the garden with all of the pieces that we had brought along with us for the permanent burial of our Lord, We couldn't see very much. It was still dark. There was just enough light, though, that we could make out shadows and shapes in that garden. We could hear the sound of the earth beginning to wake up all around us from its sleep. The birds started singing the songs that sound so beautiful, just like it was another good morning. We could hear rustling in the grass from the small animals that were starting to wake up and move about. The light was starting to grow just a little more. We started wondering to ourselves as we approached the tomb how we might be able to get the guard to to roll the stone away. We knew it was too heavy for us. Usually this wouldn't have been an issue. We would just get the guard to do it. But with all of the trouble that Jesus had stirred up, we wondered if maybe the guards wouldn't be very helpful. And as we were trying to figure out a plan to move this stone away so that we could care for our Lord, we heard the sounds of the, the waking earth immediately go silent. We were almost to the tomb where Jesus was supposed to be. And out of nowhere, the earth began to shake, began to rumble. We couldn't imagine what was going on. It was so strange. It was almost like it was when the ground shook and everything quaked just three days before when Jesus had died. But today, this morning, there was something just a little different in the way that the ground shook. It seemed to shake in fear and trembling three days ago. But this morning, it felt like the ground was shaking because it was full of life. It felt like the earth had a message that it needed to tell to everyone. The earth knew something that we didn't yet know, but that we all were about to discover. This earthquake was, was terrifying, but, but it was also exciting at the same time. We looked up from the tomb that we were standing right in front of. And we saw that the guards had passed out in fear. They were laying there on the ground in front of the rock that we needed to have moved, and we were thinking, there's absolutely no way that we're going to be able to move this. And just as we thought that there was going to be no hope of seeing Jesus one last time, 
we saw an angel come from heaven. The angel rolled the stone away, then hopped up on top of the stone and sat there, smiled at us. And then he told us what the ground had been trying to tell us for quite a few minutes. He told us that Jesus was no longer in the tomb. The tomb was empty. Jesus was alive. He was out among the people. Finally, we understood what Jesus had been telling all of us all along. It didn't happen like any of us expected or maybe like any of us even believed it could have happened. But three days after the death of our king, we found that he was very much alive. The tomb is empty, and as we ran over to the tomb to look inside just to be sure, I felt such a rush of emotions that I fell to my knees and I began to weep. There was so much joy, so much relief that I just couldn't hold it together. Jesus is alive. As I I started to find myself on my feet again, I turned around and looked at the angel through blurry tears. And the angel smiled and told us to go. Go tell the disciples that the tomb is empty, that Jesus isn't here, He is alive. Well, the first thing that we wanted to do when we left that tomb was go find Jesus, not the disciples. But we knew that we needed to do exactly what this angel had told us. We knew that the angel had come from God, and this was an important message, and we just had to do what God was telling us to do. Well, I'm not much of a runner. I'm not much of a runner at all. But after hearing this good news, this news that Jesus was alive, I found myself running with fast feet and a free heart. We left the spices and the the ointment there behind at the tomb. Those were tools of preparation for dead people. We had no need of them this morning. We figured that we would leave them behind for somebody who may. And as we were running back to the other disciples, we, we were running along the road and we could see a figure in the distance. We saw a man approaching us. We couldn't quite tell who it was. But as we ran and got a little closer, we could make out the face of our risen Lord. It was Jesus, smiling, running toward us, arms stretched out. And as we met each other, He wrapped His arms around us in a giant embrace. And we could feel His love. And then we fell to our feet. And we worshiped Jesus. It was our Lord. He is alive. That tomb was empty. But Jesus told us that we couldn't stay there. There was still work to be done. He told us to get up, run back into town, tell all of the disciples to meet Him in Galilee. Folks, this is Easter morning. This is an important day. It's the day when we find that the tomb is empty. Jesus isn't there. This is the day when we get to experience the power of of God, the one who speaks all things into being. It is on this morning that we get to tell the whole world that Jesus, the Son of God, has had life spoken back into Him. But there's an even more interesting thing that happens on this morning. When God spoke life back into His own Son, when Jesus was unleashed from His tomb, God spoke life into each one of us and unleashed us from whatever tomb we find ourselves in. No longer do we have to fear death. No longer do we have to fear an existence of eternal separation from God. If there is one thing that can cripple a life of faith, if there is one thing that can seize up a life of living freely for our God, it's the fear that we might be separated from Him. It's the fear of hopelessness. If there is no hope, there can be no life. There can be no life lived freely for and with God, 
if we do not have hope. On Easter morning, we experience Easter hope. And it's a wonderful hope. It's, it's a hope that we get to experience because of what God has done through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus has gone to the place that we never could conquer and conquered the one thing that none of us ever could. He has defeated death. He has defeated hopelessness. God has breathed new life and new hope into all that has been created. And that includes you and me. Because we experience death so often and in this life. Because people around us die. All around the world every day. We find it hard to figure out, to wrap our minds around this idea of Easter hope. We wonder sometimes how we can be happy and rejoice just because one person has been raised from the dead when there are so many who have been close to us who still find themselves dead. It makes us wonder if Jesus really was raised at all. We don't want to wonder this. It's not a question that we have in our hearts that we believe should be there. It's not one that we think is the correct thing to do. But it's a question that we often find ourselves wondering. How can I be happy knowing Jesus has been raised when there are so many others who haven't been? You're not alone if you've wondered this. Death is real. People die every day around us. And it hurts. It feels like we are permanently separated from those that we love. That pain is going to be there. It will be. I'm the son of a pastor and a pastor myself. I've been around a lot of cemeteries. I've been around a lot of graveyards that are full of loved ones. And it would be easy for me to say that the story of Easter is just a great fairy tale that was made up to provide hope for people who didn't have any hope. It would be easy for me to write off this story of Easter, of the resurrection, as some great fiction, just because I have seen so much death and so many people who have not been raised again. But I can assure you that this is no fairy tale. This is no story of fiction. This is truth. As Christians who live in the midst of Easter hope, we recognize that death has been defeated, but is still a very real issue that we face in this world. Folks, without death, there could be no resurrection. Without Good Friday and the death of Christ on the cross, there could be no Easter Sunday with the stone rolled away. If you find yourself wondering if the tomb is empty, if you want to know for sure that Jesus is alive, if you want to know God's power and love have been unleashed from that tomb, come to the table in just a few moments. Come to the table and you will see that that tomb is very empty. You'll find yourself sharing in the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And you'll find yourself communing with other brothers and sisters who are living in the midst of Easter hope. When you leave this place today, you'll find the risen body of Jesus Christ is very present in the world. If you want to see Jesus moving about in the world, if you need that confirmation that this isn't just some made-up story, have a little faith. Do what is told in the Scripture to do. Go find other people. Tell them what you have seen at the tomb. Tell them that you have seen that the tomb is empty. And just like the ones who had the encounter with Jesus on that first Easter morning, may it be that you find Jesus along your way when you share the good news with others. So today on this Easter morning, 
We celebrate that the tomb is empty. We celebrate that Jesus has been unleashed into the world to laugh and to live and to love and to provide hope for those who have no hope. To provide hope for you, for me, for the whole world. Now go and do likewise.